Chapter 36 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California discourses on the first decade of titus livius book three by niccolo machiavelli translated by ninian hill thompson chapter thirty six why it has been and still may be affirmed by the gauls that at the beginning of a fray they are more than men but afterwards less than women the bravery of the Gaul, who on the banks of the Anio challenged any among the Romans to fight with him, and the combat that thereupon ensued between him and Titus Manlius, remind me of what Titus Livius oftener than once observes in his history, that at the beginning of a fray the Gauls are more than men, but ere it is ended, show themselves less than women. Touching the cause of this, many are content to believe that such is their nature, which, indeed, I take to be true. But we are not, therefore, to assume that the natural temper which makes them brave at the outset may not be so trained and regulated as to keep them brave to the end and to prove this i say that armies are of three kinds in one of these you have discipline with bravery and valor as its consequence such was the roman army which is shown by all historians to have maintained excellent discipline as the result of constant military training and because in a well-disciplined army none must do anything save by rule we find that in the roman army from which as it conquered the world all others should take example none either eat or slept or bought or sold or did anything else whether in his military or in his private capacity without orders from the consul those armies which do otherwise are not true armies and if ever they have any success it is owing to the fury and impetuosity of their onset and not to trained and steady valor but of this impetuosity and fewer trained valor when occasion requires will make use nor will any danger daunt it or cause it to lose heart its courage being kept alive by its discipline and its confidence fed by the hope of victory which never fails it while that discipline is maintained but the contrary happens with armies of the second sort those namely which have impetuosity without discipline as was the case with the gauls whose courage in a protracted conflict gradually wore away so that unless they succeeded in their first attack 
the impetuosity to which they trusted having no support from disciplined valor soon cooled when as they had nothing else to depend on their efforts ceased the romans on the other hand being less disquieted in danger by reason of their perfect discipline and never losing hope fought steadily and stubbornly to the last and with the same courage at the end as at the outset nay growing heated by the conflict only became the fiercer the longer it was continued in armies of the third sort both natural spirit and trained valor are wanting and to this class belong the italian armies of their own times of which it may be affirmed that they are absolutely worthless never obtaining a victory save when by some accident the enemy they encounter takes to flight but since we have daily proofs of this absence of valor it were needless to set forth particular instances of it that all however may know on the testimony of titus livius what methods a good army should take and what are taken by a bad army i shall cite the words he represents papirius cursor to have used when urging that fabius his master of the knights should be punished for disobedience and denouncing the consequences which would ensue were he absolved saying let neither god nor man be held in reverence let the orders of captains and the divine auspices be alike disregarded let a vagrant soldiery range without leave through the country of friend or foe reckless of their military oath let them disband at their pleasure let them forsake their deserted standards and neither rally nor disperse at the word of command let them fight when they choose by day or by night with or without advantage of ground with or without bidding of their leader neither maintaining their ranks nor observing the order of battle and let our armies from being a solemn and consecrated company grow to resemble some dark and fortuitous gathering of cutthroats with this passage before us it is easy to pronounce whether the armies of our times be a dark and fortuitous gathering or a solemn and consecrated company nay how far they fall short of anything worthy to be called an army possessing neither the impetuous but the disciplined valor of the romans nor even the mere undisciplined impetuosity of the gauls End of chapter thirty six